Hi, this is Wendy Dickinson with Ascend to Sell. I'm a mergers and acquisitions coach who works with business owners who either want to grow through an acquisition or who at some point would like to sell the businesses they've spent years building. I am here today with one of my favorite people, Kristen Bonamonte. Kristen and I share an interest in mindset and awareness, and as an M&A coach, mindset and awareness is such an important part of the mergers and acquisitions process. I'd like to hand this over to Kristen, have her introduce herself, and we're going to talk a little bit about what she brings to her clients and how we see the very large list of things that you as a business owner face every day and how people like us can hopefully be of service. Well, thank you, Wendy, for that. That was a great introduction. I'm Kristen Bonamonte, as she mentioned. I'm a financial advisor with the Main Street Group, which is an independent wealth advisory firm. And I am a licensed CDFA, which is a certified divorce financial analyst. I work with many business owners and individuals that go through large transitions in life, such as divorce or selling a business, buying a business. Um, these are huge issues to face and they are very convoluted at times. And so I provide service and value by helping to dig through those weeds. That is such a great point. You know, so often when I work with clients and meet with business owners, as well as advisors, I hear that a lot of business owners approach the mergers and acquisitions process like a sprint, as opposed to the preparation that goes into running a marathon. I feel like that that is very much aligned with what you're saying you find in many of your clients. Yes, absolutely. Um, I think it is almost natural human nature to go through. I love the way that you put that to sprint instead of taking baby steps to get there and, and preparing well in advance. Um, I love the way that you put that. Thank you. I know that you and I have, have spoken before about how special people who are entrepreneurs, who are business owners, how, how special they are and what unique qualities they bring to the, each of their businesses. Yes. No, no two businesses look exactly alike. And, and I'm wondering, because you're building a business, have built a business, you have clients, you have built a practice, and it's very much like being an entrepreneur. And, yes. And so I'm curious, Kristen, what was your first job? My first job, my first real job, I suppose, was with Burger King. Oh. Um, I was 16 years old, and it was, uh, it was interesting came across a lot of different people. I was by far the youngest person there, um, which is kind of contrary to what I think typically people think of when they think of workers in fast food. Um, but I think that the next person in age to me was probably close to 30. Um, and then up from there, it was, I say it was interesting because I've always been fairly optimistic. Being in that environment, it's, easy, I think, for people to feel a little defeated or a little down and not happy with where they are. Uh, and I don't know that I fully understood that at 16, but I think it was a great foundation in me understanding that um, you get what you give from pe to people. And oh, that's powerful. Yeah, it was. And I think I've understood that a lot more as I've gotten older and grown and seen different opportunities and challenges. But, you know, treating people with respect and, and enthusiasm and wanting to do the best at whatever you're doing, 
that's conveyed. And I think people really appreciate that versus, you know, you don't want to run into Burger King and somebody's in a really terrible mood and you've already had a bad day. And it's just that energy that keeps it's, it's, Oh yes. Yeah. So it was, it was a great lesson. That's great. And, and one of the things that resonates with me is that you already were able to recognize even at 16, the difference in outcomes from a growth mindset and a fixed mindset and had an awareness of, of other people's pessimism. Yeah. I, like I said, I don't know that I, consciously understood right. that at the time, but, um, it was definitely there. And I, looking back, I can see how I could have sorted that out a little bit. Oh, interesting. So now I'm curious about, have you ever experienced what many would call a colossal failure or mistake? <laughs> and, and then how did you handle that and where did it take you? Well, yes. Uh, I think all of us experience a lot of what society would label as failures. Mm -hmm. um, I truly, truly do not regret anything that I've ever done in life, uh, even though it may have been a really poor decision because it's taught me something. I've learned something from it. Um, when you say colossal, that immediately brings to mind uh, a foreclosure that I went through about 10 years ago. And um, like many people in 08, I was not able to afford my mortgage and um, had to go through a foreclosure. It was devastating. It was embarrassing. I didn't want to share that with people. It hurt me in the long run because once I got into this business, I realized that had I have shared it with other people, um, I there were other routes and other avenues I could have taken that it wouldn't have impacted me as heavily as it did. But at the same time, I think it was one of the best things that ever happened because it, along with my divorce, were the two catalysts that drove me to leave my risk management position and to get into financial advising. Wow. I know your clients are really happy that they are part of, of your new practice I am so sorry to hear that you went through so much, so many challenges. That's really difficult. And and what strikes me about that is you're also being willing to, to recognize and to look at that if you had not isolated, you might have found another way. Yes. So, so that's, to me, another example of, of looking at something <laughs> and having it be an opportunity for, for growth, for change? Absolutely. Um, like I said, I don't regret any decisions that I make, even though they may, some have been horrible, yeah. um, you know, but I, I truly believe that we are where we're supposed to be and that we um, learn things as we need to learn them. And had I have not um, gone through it and chose to make the decisions that I did, then I may never have gotten to the point um, that I needed to change and that I wanted to. And I mean, this is, I get to live my purpose every day. I can't imagine not living one of those moments that got me to be here. And, and that is so powerful. So Kristen, it, another thing that, that occurs to me is that you and I, with our work, in our work with entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs tend to really isolate, don't they? Yes, absolutely. And, and so I'm wondering, what do you find in working with these business owners 
what are the main gaps in their knowledge? I mean, I think for all of us, we don't know what we don't know. Um, um, that is so true. Yeah. <laughs> so really, yeah. the biggest thing that I come across with business owners and entrepreneurs in particular, um, but individuals as well, is that uh, they drastically underestimate what they're going to need in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, the costs associated with those things and um, the time that it takes to get there. And by not realizing that, and I mean, I was guilty of it too. When I first came into my business for the first two or three years, you know, it's head in the sand and I need to make money and I need to meet people. And, you know, you, you've got to pay the bills, you've got to bring in revenue, you've got to be an expert at all these things. And it took me several years to realize, okay, come up for air. And, you know, what are, what are really the goals of being here? It's not that I want to be here tomorrow. I want to be here 20 years from now. Right. So I think, um, and that's, I use myself as an example because I really do understand that everybody has a habit of doing that. Most people. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, most of the business owners that I have worked with, that is really um, a little bit of a process to go through with them and, and have them look a little further down the road because it is very easy to get wrapped up in just what needs to be done today and this week and this month. Well, and I think that goes back to something we mentioned earlier about the marathon versus the sprint. Yep. Right? So, you know, there are people, I'm sure, that can go out and run a marathon tomorrow. I am not one of them. So I, I really think that, that it's interesting because you spoke about what you noticed at Burger King, and then you spoke about some of your life events, and you were able to look back on those things and see the learning. And, and now, as a financial planner, you are in a position to really and truly understand how important it is to prepare. Absolutely. And, and yet, it sounds like there are times where people resist or they're so isolated and or or siloed that they don't give themselves the space or the bandwidth to do the preparation that they need to do. Absolutely. Hmm. Well, let me ask you something. What do you think are the three most challenging, common challenges business owners face? You know, I think that it's it's easy to say, you know, your P&L and your bottom line, um, of course, everybody's concerned about that. But I actually, I heard a, a great conversation uh, from Jeff Hoffman, who is the founder of Priceline. I mean, he, he's grown this business to something like a $60 billion business. Mm-hmm. So from the conversation, what I took from what he was saying is that scalability is really a, a huge thing um, for, for people to understand from day one. Mm-hmm. And what he said that I particularly liked was to design yourself out of a job. Yes, yes. Yes, I, I, I loved it. Um, and I think that, you know, it, it's easy as business owners, and I'm a business owner, and um, it's very easy, and, and it can be scary to let go of complete control and let somebody else take full responsibility for something. Um, it's terrifying. 
But at the same time, um, you know, it's better for your customers. Mm -hmm. It's better for your personal life. It's better for you as an individual. And it really is what's better for the business. Yes. And speaking of customers, that's another thing that I think is a challenge for many business owners is that um, who do you consider your customer? Well, one, you, you can't be everything to everybody. You, you can't yes. market to the entire world. Great um, point. I, I think it's really important to identify those people that you connect with, those people that you bring value for. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, another conversation I heard was Simon Sinek. And he is, I mean, he's wonderful. And he yes. talks all over the world about um, building trust and cooperation within corporations. Um, he was talking about an interview that he did with a CEO of a large top four, Fortune 500 company. Um, and that he asked him, who's your client? And he said, well, the customers. And he said, no, you're absolutely wrong. Your most important goal is to bring value to your employees because your employees are the ones who are going to help you grow the business. They're the ones that are interacting with people on a daily basis. And you have to make sure that they feel understood, that they feel valued, that they feel like they have a voice. And I, I think the third kind of goes to both of those things in that um, a lot of business owners try to do everything themselves. That's and so true. that's not just um, inside the business mm -hmm. uh, as far as operations and everything. It's also, you know, payroll and tax advice and mergers and acquisitions and financial planning and legal advice. Um, I think we, we live in a society where people try, it's DIY, right? Do it yourself. Yes, yes. And um, Very true. It's amazing to me uh, that they can get so much more value by building a team of support. And I mean, that's the way that I built my business. And for example, and this is something that, um, you know, I, I bring up with my clients, uh, but there was a study done by Vanguard. And they um, put out this study, and it was uh, the people that invested $100,000 for 20 years. And um, the study was with two groups, one that dealt with comprehensive financial planners and one that just did it themselves. Mm -hmm. And at the end of 20 years, that 100000 for the people that just did it themselves had grown to 265000 which is pretty good. That's not yeah. bad. Yeah. But those who worked with a specialist who spend the time with a comprehensive planner, the value they had after 20 years was 466000 Wow, that's impressive. Yes. That is a specific statistic on return on investment. Yes. Wow. And that is the value. I, I read another study about um, brokers, business brokers that mm -hmm. help sell the business, that they are able to bring at least an additional 12% in the price that that clients get for selling their businesses. Yes. Um, so I just, I think it speaks a lot to the fact that the business owners need to be aware that they are the expert at their business. Yes. But there are other experts that are here to help them to add that additional value that they just can't, they don't have time in the day right. to research law and right. geographics and finance. Yes. Oh, excellent points, Kristen. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yes. Let me ask you, what's the, the protocol for best practices in your industry when you're working with business owners? So as a financial planner? Yes. Um, 
Well, the protocol is fairly similar to that of individuals. Uh, however, it's a little more um, engaging with businesses because it's mm -hmm. so much more complex. Mm -hmm. um, and I would imagine you really want to know the business. Well, absolutely. So yes. that is part of the preparation. I yes. Yeah. So, you know, getting to know an individual is, mm -hmm. you know, that's a lot of preparation. But as a business, there's so much more there to learn. So, um, you know, simplistically put, we identify their goals. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we have to establish a timeline. What is, you know, my expectation of a quick response may be 48 hours. Yours may be 10 minutes from now. <laughs> yes. um, so, you know, we have to establish those expectations, what timeline they're working with to reach whatever goals that they have. Um, and then their concerns, you know, what, what, keeps you up at night when you wake up right. at two o'clock in the morning, if you do, you know, what is that gnawing thing that's really bothering you? And how can we, how can we get to the root of that and fix that so that we can move forward with everything else? That's great. That's a, a really great perspective. Thank you. Yes. So Kristen, let me ask you this. What do you specifically, you bring to the table that your clients find most valuable? Well, um, I, I'm happy to share that we recently, uh, a couple of fellow advisors and I put together an advisory board um, specifically to answer this question because oh, great. I feel like I, I try to bring value every day. Um, that's my top of my ABC is always bring value. Um, so, but what I consider valuable and what you consider valuable may be very different things. True. So we put this council together to ask that very question and to see what they felt like I bring to the table every day. Um, and the responses that I got from that were all the service level and the relationship. Oh, that's so great. It, it was, it made me so proud and gave me such a sense of I've gotten here, you know, yes. I, I've, I've built yes. what I want to because, um, you know, there are 1,500 financial advisors and yes. around, you know, within 100 miles of here. And right. so, you know, we all can look at investments and we all, you know, we may have little niches here or there, um, but ultimately what makes me different? And they were so gracious um, and, and I love them and I thank them um, for taking the time to sit down and give me that feedback and, and some constructive um criticism, I guess, onto, mm -hmm. you know, what do I do that you don't really like or that you do like? Um, mm -hmm. But to have those relationships and have that open line of communication and for them to say, we trust you like we trust our parents, that you, we know that you're going to make the right decision, um, that that was really powerful for me. And I have to tell you, what's powerful to me listening to what you've just said is, again, you demonstrated a growth mindset by asking, okay, thank you so much for all of these great things you said, but how else can I grow? How else can I create value for my clients? So again, you brought that, that growth mindset and awareness yes, to I, the process. I love to grow. I love to learn. <laughs> so that's, that's the third of my ABC is to continuously grow. So I, I love it. And I thank you for letting me share. Well, it has been my pleasure, and I really appreciate your coming and sharing many of your, your experiences and your, your perspectives with my clients and my, my audience. And so, Kristen, out of curiosity, if someone wanted to get in touch with you, 
how would they do so? Uh, well, they can, I'm on LinkedIn, uh, okay. Kristen Bonamonte, it's spelled Bono Monte, like Del Monte. Um, <laughs> I am also on our website, so it's the, T-H-E, MainStreetGroup.com. Uh, under the advisors page, and I'm also on Facebook with my business page at Learn Your Wealth. Oh, that's great. Well, Kristen, again, thank you so much, and I look forward to seeing you again soon. Thank you.